How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365 presented by BTBN. I am your host, Chris Adams. If you're not following along with us on social media, check out BTBN on Facebook and Instagram. All the good stuff so you can find out what's going on and uh, all the new episode releases. It's August. It is in the dog days of summer, 99 degrees here in Missouri. Just absolutely miserable, but it is like less than 30 days away from teal season. So the summer is ending quickly. Um, You got the kids going back to school here in the next week or so. And uh, everything's trying to fire back up and go back into fall. We even had some football here in the last week. So it's moving quick. Waterfowl season will be here before you know it. If you want to get yourself a paperweight of a duck call, check out Unstable Calls, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, or if you want to get a call that's not a paperweight, hit up any of the great call makers we've had on this podcast. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate it. It uh, helps this thing grow. Tell your friends about it. Let them know what's going on. We're going to have a, another call maker competition caller here on this next uh, couple days. Excited to do that. Try to get some more hunting content out there with, uh, you know, hunting season coming back around and people starting to think about it again and getting excited about hunting. Um, Today we're going to do another BS session with Justin and uh, talk a little more football since season is coming up here in the next week or so. The Broncos and the Chiefs both play uh, preseason this weekend. So without further ado, the weekly BS session with Justin. Justin, what is going on, my man? Oh, just got home not too long ago. Poured a nice tall glass of Maker's Bourbon and gonna talk some shit about all kinds of different kinds of shit. <laughs> I am drinking a tall glass of uh, water because it was way too freaking hot today, dude. Okay. Go get you. Your light beer or a white claw, mm. and start drinking. Yeah, you gotta love that white claw. We, uh, I had yesterday off, and on Tuesday night it was just me and Jessica, and it was like the first night that we neither of us had stuff that was on the schedule that we had to do. So I was like, "What do you want to do?" And she was like, "Can we play card games? Because that's like one of our things that we love to do is play card games." And I was like. I mean, are you, do you want to be in a bad mood? And she was like, why would I be in a bad mood? And I was like, when I beat your ass yes. in every card game that we play. So we went to uh, the Derb and bought some beverages. And we played card games. And we played uh, three different games. And I just I beat her every single freaking game that we played. She didn't even take a set in a single game that we played. And she was livid. And then she played her... Trump game, which is hand and foot, is her like game that she loves, and she has. We've played that the last three nights in a row because she's beat my ass every single game, <laughs> and she was getting mad at me last night. She was like, "You have to stop having a bad attitude." I was like, "I hate to freaking lose." I she's, hate losing too, even if it's like to my son and take that toe. I get mad. Yeah, well, I'm she's like hyper competitive. She's like, you won every single other game that we played. You beat me in every other game in the house. And I was like, the fact that I cannot beat you in this game drives me freaking nuts. I was like, this is all I want to play. We're we're raising a generation, you know, 
I hate to say it. If you're not first, you're fucking last. Uh, I hate lo- I hate losing. Yeah. But so, yeah, oh, I've had we've had an interest, interesting day yesterday. We wanted to, you wanted to do the podcast yesterday, and I just went up to it, and my um, my wife Amanda is currently works at the hospital, and she worked seventeen straight hours. They are so short handed at work. Ugh. So. So I had to bring. I brought her dinner. You know that that would cheer her up, and she'd get to see me and the boy for a little bit. But yeah, that was my night yesterday, and it's been a fuck show at work because we're waiting for shit overseas. So about the first two hours of my day, I get to work at four forty-five. I sit with my hands in my pocket, doing absolutely nothing, playing on TikTok. But about a week ago, before the Olympics ended. I watched the entire, uh, what was it, America versus Japan baseball game, waiting on parts. Wasn't that the well, gold medal game? No, that that was the first time they played, and America could not fucking seem to find a, a hole in their defense to hit hit through. Well, didn't didn't Japan beat them in the uh, the finals? I haven't watched the Olympics because yes. I have to put my foot down and say I could give so zero fucks about the Olympics. I enjoy it because there's no football on and it's like 24-7 like sports and I do enjoy track due to the fact that I did run track back in the school days you know but it's more about the fact that it one sport every four years now determines my patriotism like you know, I can't stand. You're not American enough if you don't watch all the Olympics. That's right, and if you, I like to cheer for other countries, you know, just to get a rise out of people. But you know, it's a bunch of nonsense sports. Like I get track, I get the track and field events, I get baseball, I get basketball, that type of stuff. Dude, there is some nonsense that is in the Olympics. Uh, the power walking, I am. Officially putting my foot down. I am competing in power walking in four years in the fucking Olympics. Bro, have you ever tried to power walk? Like, you ever tried to go somewhere where you, like, cannot run, but you need to go in a hurry, so you're doing, like, that weird power walk shuffle thing? Uh, Like, almost once a day when I have to fucking shit at work. (laughs) Well, dude, that kills your shins. I have no interest in that. But the... I'm doing... I'm doing it. I'm I'm going for gold. The fucking ridiculous one I heard about was the hobby horse. Have you heard it? I've seen clips of it actually before it was on Olympics. And I was like, what the fuck are these weirdos doing? Hobby horse. For anybody who doesn't know what hobby horsing is, it's where you get a damn broomstick, you put a fake horse head on it, and you prance around like you're riding a (laughs) horse to a routine. What the? Twisted, for the real twisted people, there are people that dress up as horses and with, you know, the thing that goes in their mouth to steer them. I don't, know, I don't ride horses. Horses are death machines. But they dress up and they have, like, fake hooves and shit like that for you, all you perverted motherfuckers out there. That that doesn't sound like an Olympic event. Event. I don't know about that. Is That sounds like something else that they're doing on the weekend. But the fact that that is in the Olympics... Is baffling to me. Like, what are we doing as a society? (laughs) Fucking hobby horsing. (laughs) 
is, I mean, the, everything should be hobby at this point. Like, they should have hobby horse racing to where you get those little fucking 40-pound jockeys and they have to run around in the mud. The hobby horse stick. Oh, yeah. And if it's raining out, then you better oh, go even, ahead. Even better, hobby horse, like, tug of war where you, they got to run and see who, <laughs> who can knock each other over. Hobby horse basketball. Ooh. Yes. Just freaking take out everybody. But... That is my point with the Olympics, is that it is fucking ridiculous. There's too much nonsense. Baseball is going away in the 2024 Summer Olympics, and they're adding breakdancing instead. Yeah. (laughs) Which, breakdancing is awesome. You should have to do hobby horse breakdancing. I want to see them add hacky sack. Hacky sack. Bro, they got rid of wrestling. One of the original Olympic sports for like six, eight years. Two Olympics, I think. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. But uh, that's the dumb shit. Thank God the Olympics are over. I don't have to give a shit. Michael Phelps quit smoking weed and quit winning every medal. And Usain Bolt is done. Like, the Olympics. Hey, you got the Olympics in six months, buddy. And you're going to be watching them. Oh, that's the Winter Olympics. At least they have... You know, the uh, the shuffleboard, whatever the fuck that's curling. Oh, uh, curling. I like curling. I don't know fucking why, but I watch it. And I like where they do the ski long jump. It looks like they're flying. Yeah, where you just lean forward and go off yeah, the ramp. That's just fucking badass. That, that looks like the only thing that requires no training. I mean, the landing part of it requires some training. But just the going off a ramp, I think anybody could do that. I think the older and fatter you are, the better you'd probably be at it. You have a little bit more cushion on your fall. You got a little more weight, generate some momentum going down the hill. But the curling... But if you're, but if you're skinny, it's less drag on the, on the air. That's true. But the curling is something I think that, uh, you know, I could actually do. That's just sweeping. I mean, like, you know, one's sweeping and sl- one person sliding on a knee, and then the other person's telling them how much ice to put in front of, like, that is something you don't even have to be an athlete to do. I'm pretty sure... I'm, hey, you're competing now. You should better start training, because I'm doing the power walking. Oh, I'm pretty you, sure you the to... dudes who won curling, the Americans who won curling in 2018, are, like, normal guys. I'm pretty sure they, like, work at Home Depot or some crap. The article that I remember reading when it happened. Yeah, he kind of he kind of looks like a, a young Andy Reid. I think he had a mustache. The, the team, one of the guys on the team, did. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I was scrolling through the, the interwebs today. This will make you crack you up because we have a, a good buddy, John Fisher, who has the king of all mullets I've ever seen. There is now, like, the Mullet World Championships. I think it was on ESPN today. He had a mullet before mullets were cool. He's had a mullet for 10 years. Yeah. Like, that in uh, Kentucky Waterfall, I believe is what they call that. The Mississippi Mud Flat. Yeah. Tennessee Top Yeah, there's, there's, there's no better way to class up a joint than a good old-fashioned mullet. And uh, I was just speaking of mullet. I was watching uh, Kenny Powers, you know, uh, bloopers or outtakes or whatever right before we started this, and it just reminded <laughs> me of mullet. So, um, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, man, I'm glad the Olympics are done. They're hot freaking garbage. You said you uh, you took Amanda dinner yesterday. What'd you do with the rest of the week since uh, it's been damn near? It's been a week since we talked because it was right before the preseason game. Last weekend as well as I'm going to like this weekend, a buddy of mine got a new boat and you know he wanted to show show, show off the new boat, so got a free boat ride. Didn't have to pay for any gas. You can't ever complain about that. It wasn't a glass bottom boat ride though. Well. You know, you never know. That's right. You never know. You never know till you know. But now it was not a glass bottom boat <laughs> So you're gonna do that again this weekend? Yeah, we're so our good friend Sarah and Caleb's mom and dad have a really nice lake house on the Arkansas side of Bull Shoals, so that's where we're gonna go and spend the weekend ride four wheelers and all that good redneck bullshit. Nice. Yeah, we went. Uh, we went to the river at, down. I guess it's a creek or a creek, depending on where you're at in Missouri. But uh, down at um, Busick last weekend, we took the kids down to the river since we normally go down to the lake. But we wanted to take Delta down the river so she could get some swimming in and uh, watch the kids chase tadpoles. They caught tadpoles all afternoon, and they're catching crawdads and. Uh, they have never caught a crawdad. They're eight, eight, and seven, and never caught a crawdad before. And Avery, for the life of her, three hours. She's caught in like three of them already. Cannot remember the name of it. Because uh, we talk at the end of every day. I was like, Avery, you know, what'd you like about your day the best? She's like, when we caught those tadpoles and those uh, those cray things, those craw. And I was like, Avery, it's crawdad. It's crawdad. Like you caught a crawdad. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that was your favorite part was catching crawdad. Not the swimming, <laughs> not the jumping in, off the rocks into the river. No, your favorite thing was catching freaking tadpoles Crawl. and crawdads. She's like, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the same thing that the littlest cat entertains my son. But, like, every day he comes down, comes home from school. How was your day? Oh, good. What did you learn about? I don't know. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's like, it's like almost sometimes I'm like, Am I talking to a rock? Well, you know, that's my favorite thing is, uh, what did you learn at school today? And they say nothing. And I'm like, Absolutely I'm glad right. I pay my taxes so you can learn well, nothing. I'm like, all right, well, I guess you can go work the fields then. Yeah, school, yeah. You, school is pointless. You better never be bored. I will find something for you to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said you guys were. You said you guys were kidless this weekend or this week without kids. Yeah, this week. Well, is... So, do you ever find it weak? Just when it's just you two guys, and you're like, what the? Hell? Besides card games, like, what the hell are we gonna do? No kids. Man, usually that's when we're getting a bunch of work done. My least favorite day. Yeah, true. You guys are. You guys stay pretty busy. Yeah, and my least favorite day of the uh, the two week time span is the Sunday that we don't have kids because that's when we have to do everything. Like grocery shopping, clean the house. Yes, oh my God. You have to go to Walmart and then you have to freaking do the, you know, I do the lawn every, you know, weekend anyway, but you have to do the lawn and then throw the Walmart and then do everybody's freaking laundry and all that type of crap. But the time Sunday, like you get done with all your chores it's already 8 9 o'clock at night, and I'm like, well, I'm glad I had fun on Saturday because Sunday freaking sucked. 
But they, they say it's Sunday fun day, but it's Sunday work your fucking ass off and then go to sleep and go to work on Monday. Yeah, that's right. Well, and I had to go to Walmart uh, yesterday to get more sunscreen on my day off because Ryan's going swimming uh, today. He went swimming today, so I had to get more sunscreen for him. So I went to Walmart, and let me tell you, <clears throat> you know when you're a kid and you're like, I cannot wait until I'm 16 because I can start driving. And then you turn 16, 17, you're like, I cannot wait until I'm 21 because I can go out and start drinking. And then people are like, I cannot, you know, people in their late 50s are like, my mom, she's like, I can't wait till I can retire. I'm so ready to retire. I just want to get to the point, going to Walmart made me realize I cannot wait until I get to a certain age of where rules do not apply to me anymore. You like, just say whatever, do whatever. No filter. I saw a freaking lady that, my one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is not putting your cart away at Walmart. Put your cart in the freaking <laughs> cart corral. Do not put it in between cars. Do not leave it in the middle of the fucking road. I will get out of my car and go put somebody else's car away because it drives yeah. me up the fucking That drives me crazy too. Or when they're, they're right by the aisle, but they still put it, they hook the front wheels on the curb. Yes. It drives me crazy. It drives me up the wall. So that's what I'm saying is I cannot wait until I get to the age where I no longer give a shit. I mean, I already don't give a, sh- a lot of shits, but I still have to filter out my stuff in public. I can't wait till I no longer have to wait in lines. Like, I'm just going to start cutting in front of everybody. Oh, I'm old. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, just not giving a shit. I'm never paying for anything again. I'm going to go out in sweatpants everywhere that I go. You know, like that age. I cannot wait until I get to that point. That's what I'm looking forward to. Coffee stains on your shirt. I mean, I already do that half the time. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, just the... Right now, you know, I talk a lot of shit on this thing. Delta's driving me nuts. She wants to go in, wants to go out. Wants to go in, wants to go out. But I talk a lot of shit on this thing. But in public, I'm pretty polite. I hold doors for people. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. All that type of stuff. I can't wait till I no longer care enough to do that. There'll be no filters. So that's what I'm looking forward to in life. But I must be like reverse aging because I have absolutely no fucking filter. <laughs> See, <laughs> but you've always been that way, though. You've always yeah, had no I, filter. I've, I've, I've always just said whatever the fuck I felt like saying. And then going to, I, I get Amanda, she's like, sometimes I get embarrassed of what you say, but then again, that's just you. And she's like, I do sometimes go behind you and apologize for you because I know you won't apologize <laughs> for offending somebody. It's like the world just has to get on my fucking level, you know? Well, I, oh God, I'm not ready for the snowflake generation, so like, I say fuck all the time, and she hits me every time I say it because I'll say it around her mom, and her mom's, you know, super polite Christian lady and then here I am she was always skeptical of me I can't when the first time she met me I'm in shorts I'm covered in tattoos big beard and she was like Amanda picked a real winner right here (laughs) (laughs) well and you know that's like uh Ryan the other day he got a behavior report while he was at camp and we're like okay what did he do and they're like he said the f word and he's eight and I was like Okay, 
And they're like, yeah, he said, uh, you can't freaking do that. And I said, he said freaking, or are you saying freaking because you don't want to say fuck? And they act like I just, like, killed somebody. And they're like, he said, no, he literally said freaking and got in trouble for it. And it's like, well, what the fuck is wrong with that? You know, like, who? Like, I can understand, not everybody wants to hear cuss words, and if I'm going to be out in public or something like that, I try not to cuss. We're on a podcast, everybody knows we cuss on this thing. There's an explicit warning on the podcast thing. So if you're offended by cuss words, you're, you've are you listened way too long to know better at this point. But out in public, I do not talk about And a mouthpiece, because life's going to be really hard if you can't handle the word fuck, shit, dick, fuck. Well, yeah, and it's just... You know, like I said, I, t- I don't talk like that in public, but the f- the words that people assign meaning to, it's like there's a cuss, a new cuss word or a new f- offensive word every day that you're not allowed to say. And uh, I'm just so glad that I'm at the age where I do not care about that type of stuff. I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt somebody's feelings, but I'm not, no. if you make up a new term, I'm not going to freaking, sorry. I've already got to my point of learning with certain things and I'm not going to adapt to that so they'll just have to deal with it yeah it's really hard people nowadays you know have put the art of getting offended so easily now it's like a damn art I cannot stand just type it up yeah I do I just when people say stuff to me that they would think is offensive I just I think it's funny (laughs) like, <laughs> yeah, I laugh. Yeah, I have a ridiculous like Amanda, sense of humor. Uh, and like Amanda, she's like, I've honestly, like, you've heard, you know, seen, talked to so many different people, even like, at the gas pump, or heard some fucked up shit, and nothing ever bothered you. It's like, no, because it's not really affecting me. Yeah. Like, I don't care. So, like, I'm going to go on about my day. I'm going to, you know, love my wife, love my family. And have a good time, and whatever people say, that's your opinion. Who cares? You, you don't grow as a person if you just get offended. You gotta listen to other people's ideas. Yeah. Well, speaking of offended and not learning to grow and getting better in life, did you see the Cowboys Steeler preseason game? Uh, yeah. The greatest quarterback of all time played. Ben DiNucci? Ben DiNucci. Yes. Dude. That guy, I don't know what Mike McCarthy sees in that guy at all. Because I watched Hard Knocks and I watched a couple passes that he threw that were just sidearm hail marys, and I was like, "Where are you going with the ball, bud?" Yeah, it's they're freaking ridiculous, and that game was so bad. Delta, you got to quit coming in and out. You were driving me up the wall. Um, go lay down. Go lay down. Thank you. Um, but, dude, yeah, that game was horrible. I watched the first half, and I was like, okay, well, I can't do this anymore. This is second string, guys, and it's this bad. I don't want to watch the third string, guys. In a game that the only reason you're watching it in the first place is because you, football. Yes, you've been football starved. And I love when people are like, oh, it's just preseason football. But then you see the same people getting hyped about spring training. And I'm like, it's the same thing. Like, yep. You're watching it because you're starved for, uh, you know, for I mean, football. I, I watched the whole entire game, and I don't base anything off of preseason. The offense is pretty vanilla. The defense is pretty vanilla. 
they're not gonna they're not gonna show anything that they were probably gonna try to run during the regular season year. Especially, you know, you see the first team guys what one series, and then you get the twos and the threes. See, this guys is, that are f- fighting for jobs. This is the first time in a long time where preseason for the Broncos actually matters because we have the two worst quarterbacks in the league, aside from the Colts' backup, Eason, I think is their starter right now since Wentz is down. So, you know, you have Locke and Bridgewater. Who, Where did uh, Jacob Reset land if he's not at, at the Colts? I think he's still there as well. I don't know if he's going to be the starter, though, or not. But, uh, yeah, they, they're in a bad situation. But they're in a good situation because if Wentz had played over 75% of the snaps, they had to send uh, the Eagles an extra first-round pick. So they essentially saved themselves a first-round pick by Carson Wentz being Carson Wentz. But... uh yeah, dude, all reports out of camp from Broncos camp are that Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater are essentially the same player right now, which anybody who follows football knows that Drew Locke led the league in interceptions last year, and Teddy Bridgewater can't throw a touchdown to save his life, but he also doesn't throw interceptions. Like, he averages, like, 16 touchdowns and 9 interceptions for a season. Uh, so the fact that they're the same player right now makes you wonder how horrible is Teddy Bridgewater since he looked good with the Saints, but last year he was hot garbage. Man, I I want to give that guy the benefit of the doubt. No. Old Teddy. No, he's, he can't throw the ball over 20 yards. Like, there's, there's something to be said that Drew Locke led the league in interceptions last year. Okay, quarterback leads the league in interceptions. But... Well, if he, he, he definitely had to risk it for the biscuit because you guys were playing from behind quite a bit. Right, but okay, so put this in a Chiefs perspective. Um, name a quarterback. Okay, this is a stupid way to say it. Uh, the Chiefs perspective. You had a guy like Alex Smith. Alex Smith and Teddy Bridgewater are essentially the same player. The same quarterback. Paper. Yes. <clears throat> They're going to have 70% completion. They're going to throw twice as many touchdowns as they throw interceptions, but they're also going to check the ball down on third and eight and throw a three-yard pass. So your percentage completion... Yeah, yes, your percentage stays high, but you still don't get the first down. To me, that's just as bad as throwing an interception. Like, you essentially did nothing. I would rather have that's Drew... Or, uh, I would rather have any strong-arm quarterback throw the ball 40 yards downfield and get picked off. That's a punt. It's a field position game right there, yeah. I, I mean, as a Chiefs fan watching Alex Smith, love him, hate him, didn't turn the ball over, but he was never going to win you a game two years ago in the playoffs against Houston when you're down 24. Yeah. He's never, he's never going to win that game. You can't be a check down quarterback and have that. It doesn't work. Like, people are, say that you can win the Super Bowl with a great defense and a bad quarterback. It's happened what? Like four or five times in our lifetime? And I mean, the last one I could think of was when Payton won his last one yes. due to numbness in his hand and he was just out that, there playing playing all that he could doing the best that he could with what he had left. And that was the extreme outlier that he was able to do that and they were able to do it without a great running back. 
because you think of the uh, the Ravens, the year that they had that elite defense. Dude, they still had Jamal Lewis back there, who ran for two thousand mm-hmm. yards the year before or year after the Super Bowl. I can't remember. The Buccaneers had work done in Mike Allstott the year that they won the Super Bowl with freaking Brad Johnson. And then name another solely based great defensive team that won a Super Bowl with no quarterback. The Bears had Walter Payton, and Jim McMahon was a pro bowler. Yeah. So you can't sit and people can't even bring up the Bears. They had a Hall of Fame quarterback and Jim McMahon, yeah. and he was a pro bowler. So sweetness. Yeah. That guy could yeah, with Walter Payton. Like, I literally can't name a team other than Peyton Manning for the Broncos, and Manning did not have a bad Super Bowl that game. That might have statistically been his best Super Bowl. I think he was mm-hmm. 220, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Like, he didn't have a great game, but the year that they won it... Those are respectable numbers. I mean, yep. no turnovers, 220 yards and a touchdown. I think the year that they won it against the Bears, I'm pretty sure he had two interceptions, one touchdown, and threw for, like, mid-200s yards. And then the year they uh, they lost to the Saints, I think he had higher numbers, higher touchdowns, but I also think he threw two or three picks. And then, and obviously, the Seahawks game. The, the Seahawks, it was over from that snap, that first snap going over his head. I was like, yep, the, the Broncos just lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, I turned it off. I was like, you've got what, to be what? fucking kidding me. So, Seahawks versus New England in the Super Bowl, and you have Marshawn Lynch, and you throw a pass. That's probably one of the biggest blunders of Pete Carroll's career. That's going to be a, a draft that we have to do, is all-time... Bad plays in the Super Bowl. <laughs> or, well, you <laughs> Super Bowl or, uh, like, AFC, NFC championship games. Yeah, like so. high-level playoff games. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Well, since we were talking about Peyton Manning and we're, he just went to the Hall of Fame, you know, he's arguably a top four to five quarterback. I think he's number two overall. Um, obviously, Tom Brady's number one, but Joe Montana, I mean, it's hard to argue against that as well as possibly being number two. Um, yeah. Let's do a little series called Overrated and Underrated. I've seen this a thousand different times on podcasts, on freaking Facebook, on um, TikTok, all that type of crap. But we'll do overrated and underrated quarterbacks throughout history. And we're not going to do. Tom Brady or Peyton Manning because those are givens. John Elway's, you know, the Joe Montana. Everybody knows that those quarterbacks mm-hmm. are great ones. And I was kind of inspired by last week's talk when we you were talking about um, Terry Bradshaw. And I was like, yeah. man, the dude's got four Super Bowl rings. And he played really good in those seasons. But as his career overall, he was up and down. And I was like, dude, that's kind of the perfect caveat because I don't think anybody's going to argue Terry Bradshaw's place in history. But there's some quarterbacks who have pretty similar numbers that guys would highly consider overrated today, if that makes sense. Um, Let's start with one that's probably the most similar numbers-wise, career-wise, even Super Bowl ring-wise, that uh, I don't think anybody ever questions except for his horrible game-calling skills alongside freaking Joe Buck, um, Troy Aikman. Overrated or underrated and why? Oh, shit. I'm, 
Texas. I'm going to go overrated. Troy Aikman. Overrated. Overrated. Just... Smith and... And, uh... Michael Irvin and, you know, Deion Sanders sometimes to throw the ball to. He had a great team. I mean, nobody's going to argue that the Cowboys were a great team. He... If he played on any other team, I I think he is not a super. Shut up, Molly. He's not even the third best quarterback in his own era. He's not the fourth best quarterback in his own era. In the nineties, never, just not. A, I was never a big fan of him. I, you know, injury prone. I think he benefited playing for a good team. I don't. I don't knock anybody's injuries, you know, because concussions are anything something you can't really control. One guy gets hit in the side of the head. He played, he played for a very good at that time, the best organization. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to think during his time, you have John Elway, you have Steve Young, you have Dan Marino, and you have Jim Kelly. He, like I said, he wasn't even the fourth or fifth best quarterback in his own time period. Like, to think of him as one of the all-time greats, I don't know if people think of him as one of the all-time greats. He's clearly one of the Cowboys' all-time greats. But I think if you swap him with Tony Romo in the same time frame, I think Tony Romo wins four Super Bowls instead of three. A two. I agree. So... I'm going, we're both going overrated for Troy Aikman. Um, That leads us up to one of their biggest rivals. Not that they ever played each other, but Eli Manning. He's got two Super Bowls. He's got, he's he's like number five all time on yards. He's way up there yards wise. I mean, he... He had some good wide receivers. You know, Victor Cruz just throwing chunk balls to that guy. And Michael Strahan. Plexico Bird shooting he, himself in the leg. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that guy. Plexico, um, Victor Cruz. Who was that? They had a third wide receiver. I can't fucking put my, my tongue on it. Well, but, he played uh, with Odell for a season. And Odell Beckham, but I, the two Super Bowl I think is overrated because he had a great defense. He beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That the helmet catch, David uh, the, Tyree. The helmet catch, and I mean Mario Manningham was that other guy who had that uh, yeah. the other crazy catch the next Super Bowl where he pulled it down on that perfect freaking pass like thirty yards downfield. That sealed the uh, second. I say overrated because when I think of Eli, I think of Payne, and he was always, I think, overshadowed by Payne a little bit. I think I'm going with overrated as well because, man, you got the two Super Bowls, but other than that, he threw for a ton of yards, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. Because you can be playing from behind. Dak Prescott throws for a ton of yards every year. It's because they're behind every single game. And then when you look at the seasons that they didn't go to the Super Bowl, I don't think they have a single playoff victory other than that. And the year that they won, both years that they won the Super Bowl, I believe they are wild card teams. And 
it really goes by how how much emphasis do you put on the quarterback for wins because there's a lot of times that a quarterback had a stellar performance and the team didn't win the game like um we were just talking about Alex Smith and um what was it the Chiefs versus the Packers or the Chiefs versus the Cardinals I can't remember it was like the 2013 playoffs where I think it was either the Packers or the Cardinals, or maybe it was the Packers versus the Cardinals, whatever, where it was like 45-42 to 42 in a playoff game. Or was that the Chiefs versus the Colts against Manning? Where they did everything. Yeah. They should yeah, they have won a game. The blue, they were still wearing the blue face mask. The Colts were still wearing the blue face mask in that game. And they were playing the Chiefs, right? It was like 2011. Yeah, yeah and it was snowing. It was like 45-42, to 42 and they still lost. And it's like, dude, you put up 42 points as a quarterback, you should win the game. Like, it's insane. So, I'm going overrated as well. Eli Manning, freaking Troy Aikman, both overrated. Uh, a guy that has no rings, that should have a ring. Um, he was a freaking stud, man. He uh, always killed it. I don't know if he ever won an MVP or not. Uh, Donovan McNabb. Apparently we're doing AFC East teams. Or NFC East teams. Uh, underrated. McNabb underrated. Yep. I have to agree, dude. They Philly's teams were stacked back then, too. He played for a good team. But McNabb was getting the crap kicked out of him. Every single game. And still, Look at his stats right now. I think he's he another 11, like thirty six thousand yard guy with two fifty TDs. I don't know. The end of his career faded out pretty quick, but he started so freaking good. McNabb threw for thirty seven thousand yards. Two hundred and thirty four touchdowns. Two hundred. Two hundred what? Damn it! He lost service. I. I mean, the you know when he played on that bad ankle. I, I, I like Andy Reid, but like I, Russell Westbrook and uh, Deuce McAllister on that team, the the uh, the Wolverine Dawkins. That was God. That was a, that was a good bunch of good players on that team. Yeah, the Eagles. I, I, I always enjoyed watching Donovan play, though. Even when he got that that last, what was his last team? Minnesota that he played for. Uh, Washington. Uh, Washington. I even when he played uh, uh, Minnesota, I, he, when he was getting at that last couple goes, you know, one year in Washington, one year in Minnesota, I enjoyed watching him play. Yeah, he, he only he gave gave you everything that he had. He just, even if they were losing, he still played like they were, you know, winning by ten. And he's another guy that literally threw two touchdowns to every interception. Where Troy Aikman, I think, was like one touchdown to .8 interceptions or something like that. Donovan Nabb, 237 to 117. Literally a 2 to 1 ratio. So we're he's, both- a, he's, a, he's the kind of guy at the end of the game, you know, you're down, you know, three points and you need to make the drive to score a touchdown. And I would trust him 100% every time. I agree. So we're both going underrated. Uh, let's go with a current player. Kirk Cousins. Underrated or overrated? Oh, 
overrated, overpaid. He was number. Jeez. He was the fifth rated quarterback last year. I know, but uh, it helps right now that he has Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. But man, there are games, and he goes through stretches where he's hot and he's ice cold. Like I, I played him a couple times last year. Thing I was like, oh man, here we go. They're playing a bad defense, and then he just lays eggs during games where he should just be lighting teams up. Man, I think it's one of the ones that you have to look at the body of work. Like, the dude has a 98 overall passer rating for his career. He's thrown two touchdowns to one interception. He plays good games. The one thing I do like about him, do you like that? He throws for a ton of yards. He does throw for a ton of yards. 68% completion percentage. What did he throw for last year? 35 touchdowns, 105 ratings. How many interceptions does he have? 13. 35 and 13? Are we... Bro, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, his first MVP with like 41 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. I mean, he's just hot and cold though sometimes. So So is every quarterback. Yeah, I, you're talking yourself into Kirk Cousins right now. The more you dig into his stats, no. I think you're just stuck with the mindset that he's bad. I don't think he's bad. He's just to me, he's just too hot and cold at times for me. Bro, last year thirty-five and thirteen. The year before that twenty-six and six. The year before that thirty and ten. Seventy percent, sixty-nine percent, sixty-eight percent. I don't know if it's because he plays on a the Vikings and everybody just thinks that the Vikings is bad. The year before last year, he was 107.4 rating-wise. Yeah, one, yeah, 107. Yeah, I see that. That's ridiculous. Oh, no, I, I still... That's, dude, I that think, is... I think... You know whose stats that compared to? Pat. Huh? Pat Mahomes. Oh, no, no, no. Pat Mahomes is way better than that. You know whose stats that compared to, looking at it, is Donovan McNabb. It's better than yeah. Donovan McNabb's. Yeah. Maybe I just don't, I don't like Kirk Cousins. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I think, I'm just a hater. I'm a Kirk Cousins hater. I agree, dude. I don't like the Vikings at all. I love Dalvin Cook, but uh, I don't like Kirk Cousins. But I think... Maybe he's properly rated. I don't know if he's like the sixth or seventh highest paid quarterback. And I would say he's probably the seventh or eighth best quarterback in the league. I do. Oh, shit. Looking at Pat's numbers right now, just insane right now. Well, yeah, nobody compared. We're not doing Patrick Mahomes because everybody knows Patrick Mahomes is properly rated. Um <laughs> Let's do 114 touchdowns. Let's do one other active player. And it's somebody that everybody thinks is a bottom barrel, terrible joke of a quarterback. That he's not going to even be a starter this year, even though he's signed to be a starter. He was on America's team last year as a backup, came in, started half the games. The Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Uh. 
underrated. He's underrated. Bro, I agree. Andy Dalton, uh, it's too easy Andy, to make fun of Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, career-wise, is not that far off of Kirk Cousins. I like him. And when he was, you know, with Cincy, before, you know, they drafted Joe, and A.J. Green was, you know, A.J. Green. And I think, did he play, I can't remember, did he play a couple seasons with Ocho? Uh, it would have been right at the beginning. It was downside of Ocho, but you look at the years yeah. of Ocho, he was 20 and 13, 27, 16, 33, 20. So he's not as good as Cousins ever. He's never been as good as Cousins. His numbers, they remind me of a, um, I don't know, he's a 20. And the, and the sample size that we had of him last year with the Cowboys with that, you know, nightmare of uh, injury train that the Cowboys had last year was not a, a good showing of what Andy Dalton can do. Yeah, and he's still 14 and 8. 14 and 8, and threw for 2,100. I mean, it, I don't know how many games he started last year. It can't be over 10. He might have ended around. 24 and freaking 15. So it's not good, but not the joke of a quarterback. I mean, I think he could start for three or four teams in the league pretty easily. But he started nine games last year. What did he throw for? Okay, so that's 2,100 yards. So he started nine games, essentially just yeah. over half. So let's take and all of this. 14 touchdowns and eight interceptions, and he, you know, he was he got beat the hell up too last year, right? With so that line. he started about half the game. So let's take all of his stats and essentially double them to make a full season. You're looking at him playing a full season. Here's his numbers: 4,300 yards, 28 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. That's not great, but that's not bad. That's not bad. I, I think I'm just a Kirk Cousins hater. I'm just putting that out there. I don't know why I don't like Kirk Cousins, but I just don't like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, not, I mean, we're not comparing Kirk Cousins and Andy Dalton because no. everybody knows they're significantly different players. Kirk Cousins makes 30 times more a year than Andy Dalton does. But I think you're right. I think Andy Dalton is underrated. Whereas uh, Kirk Cousins, I think, is properly rated. But I think Andy Dalton is the butt of a lot of jokes. He's not nearly as bad as everybody thinks. No. I, last year, the the injury bug was so bad with Dallas. I think they, you know, have their all their guys starting on the offensive line. I think that he would have had a way better year. Because they have some weapons in Dallas. I agree, man. Let's do one final one, and it's one of my favorite players of all time. He was the guy that you want the ball in his hand, aside from Tom Brady. I even He might even have more magic than Tom Brady, um, which is crazy to say. He doesn't have the rings to back it up. Um, like I said, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Tim, T- no, I'm just joking. Brett Favre. <laughs> Underrated. Mm-hmm. I, I, all day, every day, I would take Brett. Underrated. He, I mean, he will throw 
five interceptions, but he will throw six touchdowns. I, I, man, I just like the way he played the game. He had fun playing the game of football. He, it was fun to watch Brett play football. Man, it's. I agree. Like I said, one of my favorite players of all time. How many Super Bowls do you think Brett Favre cost his team? Oh, three or four for sure. <laughs> How many did he win? He won one. He won one and cost his team. I mean, but even then you could argue that he kept them in the game. Adrian Peterson really cost the Vikings a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, he fumbled I, the ball I five times. That, yeah, I think... And Bounty Gate, too. Yeah, Bounty Gate, get off that. They're paying guys to hit players. Like, that's not. Oh, yeah. They do that for millions of dollars a game, and then they're going to get in trouble for making an extra 10 grand. I think that's fucking nonsense. (laughs) I I think that year, you know, that was a great combination of, what, Sidney Rice on that team, too? Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice, freaking. Rice. Yep. AP, Brett Favre. I'm sure we're missing another big wide receiver. If no no fumbles happen there, I think if I remember, it's pretty decent defense. Not bad, not yet great, but decent. New Orleans had a, they were a turnover. Dude, they capitalized on turnovers. Their defense, if you look back at their ratings, I'm pretty sure it was not phenomenal, but they led the league in turnovers, forced turnovers. And, uh, they were pretty epic in that, and that was pretty cool because that's when I was living, you know, an hour outside of New Orleans when they won that one. So I was definitely excited for that area. But man, Brett Favre is a tough one because he played. I mean, he had the played, he, he, he owned every hard, record he, in the book, including most interceptions. He, he threw for. How many interceptions? He, he threw like five hundred and eight touchdowns. No, three hundred and thirty-six interceptions. Yeah, he's leading by a wide margin. He's leading all-time interceptions by like a hundred. But he, he, you know, some guys, you know, you throw one, you throw two, they kind of get in their head about it. And I like Brett because he wasn't afraid to rip it. Oh yeah. I I agree, man. I'm not. I think he's properly rated. I, I it seems like a cop out. I don't know that he. You could say he's underrated. He's thought of as one of the best ever. So I, I just can't see him being underrated. Okay, where does he where does he line up in the all time quarterback list? Is he in? He's not in the top five. There's no way. Even though he owned every record before Peyton Manning, and now Tom Brady has broken damn near all of them, he can't be in the top. No, no, he's not. Not in the, not in the top five. Maybe he would probably be six. He's six. Yeah. Okay, so who do you have as go one through six? Well, I, I'm putting you on the spot right so, now, just off the top of your head. Number one, probably. Tom, terrific. I mean, the guy is the ageless wonder. Okay. Uh, Payton, number two. I can agree with that. You agree with that? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I'm trying to... Drew Brees. Drew Brees is number three? I like Drew. Over uh, Joe Montana. Joe's number... I mean, and over Joe Montana. 
So Joe will be three, Drew will be four, Dan Marino. Fucking hate saying this, John Elway. Yeah, I was gonna say you're missing. Okay, so that's six. So uh, so that's six. Okay, we'll go Elway, and then uh, Favre. Uh, who else could I say? Jim Kelly was pretty damn good. He yeah, the four I, Super I, Bowls. Yeah, Jim Kelly. Uh, Johnny Unitas was oh, yeah, he, beat, he, he played in a different yeah. era but he's like the babe ruth of where he was doing more than everybody in the league combined yeah i um, uh, my i don't think mike big gets a lot you know some credit but man if you ever watch mike big he threw probably the tightest spiral he threw he threw the hardest pass he had him and brett Favre had the strongest arm where's aaron Rodgers at in that breakdown because i think aaron Rodgers is over some of those guys yeah i'd have to sit down and you know really think about the it's hard to do on the spot but Aaron, I got you. Aaron's great. I got you. Aaron's, I'm putting you. Aaron's I'm putting great. you on the spot. But that's what I'm saying is, it's like Brett Favre. You know, we just you ran through six pretty easy and didn't have him in there when we thought he was around six. Yeah, man, he might be. Is okay. So is it Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre? You know, when I see when I watch Aaron play, I see a lot of Brett. Oh yeah, he mimicked his style for sure. He reminds you know me what? more of John Elway, Steve Young. Yeah, big brother, little brother. Like even with you know his cadence, you know, and some of the, you know the you know, the, the ten strap. That's what Brett wore. He's wearing that. Some of the, you see clips of him at practice, and he kind of goofs off with you know the younger guys, and some of the play, you know the you know, flipping the ball and some of the plays that he he does. I see a lot of Brett. I see a lot of Brett. I just wish it would have worn off him being, like, actual a badass where Aaron Rodgers is soft. He's a hell of a player, but he's a little soft. I, I agree with that. He's kind of a crybaby. Anyway, so Brett Favre. I'm going to go properly rated. You're going to go underrated on that one, and that is going to conclude our first overrated, underrated, uh, and that's going to lead us into the draft. And last week we did the top five comedy movies for our draft, and uh, you won pretty staggeringly. I, uh, <laughs> I took a big L. I figured Wedding Ringer would have killed you. But uh, apparently, people loved it. I, no, I don't think anybody loved Wedding Ringer. I think Tommy Boy really, uh, really did you in. I think that was the winner. And Billy Madison. That's. I mean, those are two classics. Tommy Boy, though, is like almost everybody's favorite comedy movie. Yeah. So, I love Tommy Boy. This week we're gonna do top five. Not top five. We're just gonna draft our five. Uh, and put them up head-to-head against each other. Then we're going to put it down social media, and we're going to do the same thing we did last week, like and react uh, to whoever's list you want to win it. And we're going to do running backs throughout time. It's not an all-time list like we just did with quarterbacks. We're just going to do draft your five running backs for your team. Then everybody will vote on it. 
And uh, this week, we'll since it's running backs, we'll do um, whoever goes first picks one, and whoever goes second goes uh, two, and then it'll come back. Yeah, snake draft. It's weird with only two people, but uh, yeah, we'll go snake draft style. So since you won, you can pick if you want to go first or second. I'll go first. Of course. I already am writing down who you want right now because it's too easy. I'm going to guess Barry Sanders. No. Really? Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. You're going for the fans. Bo Jackson played three seasons. This isn't a baseball draft. No, I know it's not a baseball draft. uh, It's hard to explain to people, like, Bo Jackson played football because it was fun. Everybody knows Bo Jackson loved baseball. He just did it as a hobby. Bo Jackson is one of the, you know, freakish, crazy athletes. Well, and he's a big hunter now, too. Yeah, and I respect that, you know, but he played football as a hobby. It wasn't, you know, this is what I'm going to do, you know, he just played to have fun. Man, I've listened to a lot of different um, interviews and podcasts. You wouldn't believe how many players play football for the paycheck and really don't like it that much. Because uh, it was their, you know, their their ticket, you know, to an education and and to getting, you know, generational wealth. Yeah, guys, family, guys that when they go home don't even watch other football games. Like when they retire, they don't watch football. Like, isn't yeah. that weird? That's crazy because, you know, we both played. We played together, and we both still love the game of football. Even though we weren't talented enough to go anywhere else with our football career, we still love the game. Well, yeah, man. It's it's fun, but I can't imagine doing something at the highest level in the world and caring and so little. Of, yeah, not even liking it. Just being like, well, this pays my bills. You know, this is a job. But, uh yeah, that's, that's a good pick. Bo Jackson is a good pick, and I think that's going to be a fan favorite. And that leaves, you know, obviously I'm just going to pencil mine in now. Barry Sanders for me. That's an easy one. Yeah, and I think, you know, he's everybody views him as legend, so it should be pretty easy. Pick number two I think is harder because I have to go with my heartstrings and pick my favorite running back, and you could probably already guess who it is. But, um, yeah. You know, there's lots of guys, and I'm just gonna. I'm interested to see who you're gonna take because I'm taking one that I don't think would even be on your list. If he uh, was, he'd be at the bottom. But uh, he's a guy that had a short career, did it all. MVP, Super Bowl MVP, 2,000 yard season, won two Super Bowls, uh, played five. He played five years. I know who you're talking about. TD, Terrell Davis, yeah. Mile High Salute. Yeah, I I, I I like the guy. I like everything he stands for. He's a good, he's a he's a he's a great character. And I wish he would have been able to play longer. There were and there was a four year stretch that nobody has even touched. Yep. The his two thousand or um, not two thousand his nineteen ninety nine season has never been topped. He accounted yep. for twenty nine rushing touchdowns and like twenty seven hundred yards, including playoffs. It's never been touched. It's insane. So that's number two for you. That is number two for you. So you get to pick two more. All right. We were just talking about it. Him with uh, Troy Aikman, uh, Emmitt Smith for me. 
Emmett Smith, the consistent, you know, growing up, he was one of my favorite players of all time. I had an Emmett Smith jersey as a young child. I still get hazed because uh, I had some cowboy love as all five and six year olds oh, did growing yeah, up at I, our age. I mean, I lived in Texas when they were winning Super Bowls, and, you know, I, as a Chiefs fan, I, I rooted for them occasionally. You can't meet a kid that is 40 to 30 that uh, at one point did not like the Chicago Bulls or the Dallas Cowboys. Even if yeah. a short period of time, everybody liked them. Everybody loved Michael Jordan. Everybody loved Emmett Smith, even if they don't want to admit it. This is a, this is a hard one for me because I've only seen both of these guys play via you know old games on you know classic sports but they both play football for the same team but different areas but i'm gonna go with gail sayers gail sayers he had a way short of a career due you know due to a knee injury but man the guy could run and he could find the daylight well, since I went two new guys, I'm going to have to go two old school guys, and I'm going to take your other gentleman, and that's going to be Sweetness Walter Payton. I, I was looking I mean, he's right there, but it was hard not to pick him. Walter Payton, and then I'm going to go old school again, and I'm going to go Earl Campbell. Uh, he was on my list, too. One of it, just an absolute freaking beast. He's a freak of nature, man. You know, to be big and strong and fast. And, you know, he, I think that ESPN's doing a, a, a documentary about him. Well, and he, well, you know, became iconic because he would tear the top of his jersey just a little bit. So that way, every game, it got ripped off. Showmanship right there. <laughs> So that leaves you with your fourth and final pick after that, the fifth. Oh, God. This is a hard one. You know, I'm going to go completely new school with this one. I've got tons of running backs in my head. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. He's definitely uh, one of the best right now, man. He's one of the best right now, but a man... Of his size should not be that fast. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous how insane Derrick Henry is a beast. And uh, look up a, one of my favorite pictures I've ever seen of Derrick Henry. It's him and Mark Ingram together, and he towers over Mark Ingram. To imagine that they played on the same freaking team. Well, and then that they had a uh, they had a running back right after that, dude. Alabama, Richardson. huh? Trent Richardson was before then. Uh, Trent Richardson, it went Trent Richardson, then Mark Ingram, and then Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. They had a they had a dude before Richardson who went to the uh, who played with Richardson that went to the Niners and then went to the Army. That was a beast too. That school just produces. Well, that's like uh, out. We I don't know if we talked about it before. I feel like we have throughout history. Um, Miami. In the early, Miami was running back you for, for a long time. The late 90s and early 2000s? Freaking Edron James, Clinton Portis, uh, Frank Gore, Willis McGahee. 
Uh, Najee yeah, Davenport, McGin- Willie McGinn. Well, Willie McGinnis is a defensive player, buddy. But, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was Willie McGahey. Yeah, Willis McGahey. Like they put out five studs back to back to back to back. Ed, Ed Reed. Well, yeah. If you look, I think it's still a record. The uh, the um, Miami team that lost the uh, bowl game against Ohio State, I think they still hold the record for the mo- most first-round picks. I think they had like 13 or some crazy shit off God, that team. Uh, every time I, I think of that game, all I can think of is freaking uh, Will, Willis McGahee's name. All I can think about is how they got completely hosed on a freaking pass interference call that did not exist. I watched uh, The U again on uh, the ESPN 30 for 30. Dude, that team was so... Dude, you had Sean Taylor and Ed Reed playing at the same time at safety. That's, in, that's insane to think about. That now fucking the, crazy. Now, now Nick Saban's doing that right now at Alabama. Yeah. Well, and then I heard a, a thing today of Ohio State. They had, um, they had Nick Bosa... And then Chase Young was after Nick Bosa. But before that, they had Draymond Jones, who had seven uh-huh. sacks for Denver last year and nine starts. I mean, they've had Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, freaking Young. Yeah. Freaking just insane. It's crazy. What do you think about – did you hear – I don't know how much you keep in track on college football, but the Kane viewers out of Texas is a high schooler now who is skipped skipping his high school football season and graduating high school and going to attend Ohio State. Uh, yeah, he should. Freaking, um, um, God dang it. What's the dude that played for, what's the dude that played for the Nationals? That, uh, Harper. Bryce Harper yeah. went to, uh, high school in Las Vegas. He dropped out and got his GED at 15 because competition, he was hitting like 500 in high school. So that way he could enroll in Nevada uh, State. Um, And then he was hitting like... this for a paycheck. He's going to get a a six-figure paycheck. He's going to get a seven-figure paycheck. The dude, the starting quarterback from Alabama next year is already making over a million dollars, and he hasn't taken a snap. Is it long or young for Alabama? Um, I can't remember. Bryce something, right? It's Bryce something. I can't freaking remember. There's there's a new flavor of ice cream every day in college. That's right. Before we get too crazy, what you did? Derrick Henry was your fourth pick. What's your fifth pick? Before we uh, go down a rabbit hole. Go down a rabbit hole. I have to put a chief on there. I'm gonna go Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. Yeah. Man, he's good. I just don't think he did it long enough. I think if he doesn't have two devastating knee injuries, I think he he, he could have been a lot greater. I, I I would love to see him with Andy Reid. I wish that he would have been on the 2015 Broncos. That would have been great for him to... Or was he on it? I can't remember if he was on 15 or 16. I think it was 16. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think he got a ring with the Broncos, but that would have been awesome. I mean, I would have, I would have loved to see him... Hey, a healthy Jamal Charles, because I always enjoyed, because I'm a Texas fan, so I, I get to watch, you know, college and stuff like that, but the guy can fly, and he can, you know, he had just, a, he always had a good wiggle on him, 
to get through some small holes and bust. My favorite play is that like ninety-seven yard run against uh, New Orleans. Yeah, dude, Jamal Charles is a freaking beast. Um, that's just for me. That's my personal opinion. I freaking love watching the guy. I'm going for guys that I love to watch play. See, I'm gonna go with a guy that I love to watch play, and he's gonna be a fan favorite. There's so many good guys that I could pick um, since this is the last pick of the draft. Could have went with another Texas boy that played for your rival school, Adrian Peterson. But, uh, yeah. man, he beat his kids. I, 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 can't, I can't go for a dude that beat his kids. Um, Frank Gore, the ageless wonder. We just talked yeah, about him. I love Frank Gore. Like, you never hear anybody say a bad word about Frank Gore. He comes, you know, he's a bring his lunch pal to work and work his ass off for you. Exactly. I could have went with another guy that we talked about that I liked a lot, Edron James, and then uh, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson still Tomlinson. on there. Yep. I was going to say, I, I was almost going to say LT. LT. Uh, I can't do it as a Chargers uh, fan, though. Or as a Broncos uh, fan. I thought about, this is my personal preference, love the running style, Mike Allstott. I'm going to go with a guy for my final pick that has a very similar running style that uh, got himself a ring the year he retired in his hometown of Detroit. Fun fact. I don't know why I remember that. Um, the bus. Jerome Bettis. He can't, can't be the bus, man. He was, he was fun to watch at when he played for Notre Dame. He was fun when he played for the Steelers, man. Yeah, fan favorite. That's clearly, like I said, there's a lot of guys that I could have picked um, we didn't pick freaking Jim Brown. Didn't pick, you know, Thurman Thomas was a freaking stud. Yeah. Um, uh, man. Eric Dickerson was a great guy to watch. Eric Dickerson still holds a single season record, man. There's a ton of guys out there. I mean, or no. We did, um, I'm sorry, did, uh, did Henry break Eric Dickerson's record I, this year? I think so. I mean, there's a lot of guys eat the list. List to go on and on. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk, man. If he would have played in this generation, I mean, he was doing it in that generation, but he created the thousand thousand. You know, I'm sure there's yeah. a guy that did it before him that I can't think of off the top of my head. But uh, I don't justify murderers like you don't justify you know children beaters. But OJ Simpson, <laughs> the juice. He did it in a 14 game <laughs> season. He broke 2,000 yeah. in a 14 game season. Which is insane. And, and you know, uh, another guy that people forget about, freaking uh, classic cult team with Peyton and Edron James, who just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, I said Edge. Edge was a freaking beast. We talked about him in the Miami thing, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, freaking another guy, uh, Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor, beast. Steven Jackson, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Chris jo- Johnson. Chris Johnson. Okay, so running back-wise, we're we gonna, got, go ahead. We're going down rabbit holes. Yeah, I was going to say, running back, we got our list done, but I heard a uh, a joke that now I have to use. You know, it's not my own joke, but if you were going to create a one-on-one matchup <coughs> to fight to the death... Of NFL players, who would it be? I guess it's not really a joke, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> your one guy. Be, who would be your guy? My one, oh, shit. Uh, 
He'll be a, for, a former player. He is currently the strength coach. Yeah, it could be former player, like current player, whatever. Uh, Brian Cushing. Brian Cushing is going to be your guy. Uh, he did punch somebody. Oh, he did have a couple dudes without a helmet on either. Bro, I'm going to have to go Aaron Hernandez. He killed like five guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he was a firearm that's shooting. <laughs> or, or you could even go Ray Lewis. He hey. killed him and got away with it. Hey, hey, it's the same thing as OJ. The glove don't fit, must have quit. <laughs> yeah, but OJ, I guess OJ did kill a guy too, but he killed, or allegedly. 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 Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, that'll do our draft for the week. So we'll throw a uh, visual up on the Facebook machine, and you can respond with the current emojis. I am down 0-1. Um, we got preseason football for real starts this weekend. And yeah, thank God it's only three. Tonight too. Watch that shit. Do what? They are playing baseball tonight at the Field of Dreams. White Sox Yankees at the Field of Dreams. Yes, I know. That's crazy. They built a that's huge it. stadium. It's actually, it's actually started right now. Shit. I'm over here watching them freaking hunting and freaking about the damn game. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. It's Since we talked last, the Braves are in last place. They have won eight out of their last whatever. They've won eight out of the last ten, but obviously that's more than what we've talked. So now they're in first place. I've been afraid to say it on social media because there's still a lot of season left jinxed. But they're finally getting their shit figured out. And Akuna's out for the whole season. He like broke his fucking shit, didn't he? Yeah, Akuna's out for the season. He has a knee injury, so that's pretty devastating. But uh, Riley has been hitting 290 with like 25 home runs, and he's a guy last year that hit like 215. Uh, Freddie Freeman, he was the league MVP last year. He's hitting 290. Well. I think I don't want. I think Freddie Freeman is one of the most likable guys in baseball. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. I saw a video of him the other day of where he was taking his uh, four-year-old son trick-or-treating, and he saw a kid dressed up as him for uh, for he Halloween. Take a picture of him. Yeah, he was like, hey, is, who's that? And he's like, oh, Freddie Freeman. He's like, is that your favorite player? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's that's my number too. He's like, can we take a picture together? And the kid had no idea until <laughs> like, yeah, the the light bulb kicked on. I was like, dude, that's so awesome. But uh, yeah, man, it's super cool. I am uh looking forward to football firing back up, baseball wrapping up, getting into September and games that actually matter. And uh, I don't know, man. Cooler weather. It's supposed to be eighty degrees tomorrow instead of a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see what, what formal leads to we're killing ducks again. Or at least attempting to. Or we're just watching sunrises with our buddies in the block. That's right, man. Either way, either way it's still a good time. That's right. Well, until next week, um, yeah, we'll wrap this one up. And like I said, I'll throw it on social media, and uh, I will get a hold of you later, buddy. All right, man. It was awesome. Always awesome, good time. Hopefully, everybody enjoys our craziness and the go pick pick on the list. Yeah, and if you don't, f it. We're still gonna keep doing it. So we're still gonna fucking do it. <laughs> That's right. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right, man. Later. All right. Later. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Delta apparently wants to come up and say hi before I get off this thing. She is climbing on my lap. So we're going to end it early. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Go vote on the list. Uh, Tell us who you like more. And, uh, yeah, have a good one.